Hey, welcome to Ask a Mountain Bike Professional Podcast. We have Aaron Danger Meekum, Nicole, the Queen of Strava, and I'm Dave. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Game of Thrones. But winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. So, I actually have never made it through more than 30 seconds of a Game of Thrones episode. How about you? No, I heard that the last season was terrible, and so I'm like, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, I really did try and watch it once, because there was all this hype, and I... Started one episode and some dude cut off some other dude's head and there was a little kid present and so I was against it. I'm out. Mm-hmm. That ain't right. Well, no, you can't cut off heads in front of little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole, why are we actually doing a winter is coming episode or a couple of them? Um, because we have a question that came in from a listener, Matt B, who... What I've been told, he's a, he got a mountain bike that got delayed because of this wonderful pandemic. And so he got his bike close before winter started. And so he has a question, what do I need to do to winterize my mountain bike? Well, there's no real way to winterize your bike. It's not like an RV or a boat. Um, if you are planning on riding it through the winter, you can do things like change out the suspension oil for a lighter weight oil. Um, you can change out your sealant if you're riding in super, super cold. Uh, um, Orange Seal has a, a sub-zero uh, um, tubeless sealant, but most will work for uh, you know below freezing anyway. But what what about like brakes? Brakes, yeah. Uh, so, I, it, like maybe you live in a place that's really cold but doesn't get a bunch of snow, so you're going to be on a normal bike, quote unquote normal bike. What about brakes? Yeah, so brakes, um, not a whole lot that you can do. Uh, I've got a, a fantastic story about um, running uh, Shimano Z's on uh, my first fat bike. Um, we were riding. Uh, in single digit temperatures and hadn't been using the brakes because it was a climb and uh, got to the the top of uh, um, a beloved trail in the Ogden area called the Death Rut um, behind Weber State and I just pedaled hard, sent it into uh, um, a berm and my brakes were completely frozen because the mineral oil freezes at uh, higher temperatures than like dot fluid. And I, I didn't even think that was a thing until that moment. And so I uh, launched off of that berm rather than railed it. Yeah, to certain brake fluids just don't perform well in the cold. Yep, yeah, so that's why a lot of uh, fat bikes come with mechanical disc brakes, um, but uh, usually, if you're running uh, dot fluid uh, in your brakes, which you have to run dot fluid 
in brakes designed for dot fluid and mineral oil in um, brakes designed for mineral oil. You can't just swap out to dot fluid for the winter. But uh, yeah, if you if you're running mineral oil, uh, just make sure you only work you only ride in uh, warmer temperatures. So other than those few things, there's really not a ton you do to winter bike your bike. But this, Aaron and I were talking about this in the shop the other day. Like what options you have as a diehard mountain biker. And I know Nicole that your mental health relies heavily on mountain biking. Just kidding. I shouldn't have said that. I but think all of ours does I think to that, a degree. I think every single one of us totally relies on that. During the winter, it's hard because you can't go and get your normal riding. So let's see if you can guess the two options Aaron and I came up with. <laughs> For what? For what? What are your two main <laughs> options in the winter oh, okay. to succeed as a mountain biker and survive without having sad seasonal affective disorder because you can't mountain bike well you one is to go out in it like mm. that biking yeah. is, that, is that one of them or yeah one yeah. of them is ski biking the other one <laughs> <laughs> can i say yeah. or yeah one that you frown upon i've heard now is i <laughs> i get a bike trainer and i don't go out okay yeah. you're, you if but you're, if you're a zwifter sure no Zwift. judgment. Zwift. I've never used it, but my friends say it's awesome. I fat biking, though. That would be my, like, getting out still, figuring it out, and getting out there on a fat bike. That's my number one, what I tried to do. So, so you're, you've nailed our first one, which we called Embrace It. Winter is coming. Embrace the winter. Dig in and still enjoy your mountain biking in whatever form you want to. Um... There was a second option that I think we'll talk about in more in depth in another podcast. What was that, Aaron? Uh, toss it and leave it. <laughs> or was it pull it quick to retrieve it? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. I don't remember what we called Head it. Head south. Head south. Oh. Head south. That's well, the yeah. second option that we figured out. Which, leave Nicole, <gasps> you're a head souther too, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So how, the, we'll dig into that more in another episode, like how far south and, Ooh, and what that means. What does that mean? I know. How far south? Like, this you is know, biking. a couple hours to get out in the desert or Mexico. <laughs> okay. No. So we'll, head, we'll cover head, all that later. Just head towards the equator. Yeah. When it gets warm enough, get out and ride. Yeah, exactly. It, it, <laughs> Unless you're in the southern hemisphere, and then you got to Well, then north. you're in... Well, I guess they still have a winter. I was going to say, they're in the summer, so <laughs> it's not a concern, but they do... They do have... Point they'll have, have to head north. Just not right now. Yeah. Or closer to sea level, I guess. Yeah. So basically, embrace it. Mm-hmm. Dig in. Love it. Use the right gear. Or road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Those are your options. Yeah, those are your winter options. So, not to jump ship too far from the original question of what in the world do I have to do to winterize my bike, but you don't have to do a lot. Just what, ride it. Yeah, but what, <laughs> what uh, as far as, let's, let's talk fat biking first, I guess. 
because it's kind of the most, I, I would say it's the most widely accepted mountain biking in the winter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if you have snow, I think that it's uh, the most accepted uh, because, um, yeah, you, there are lots of uh, places that you can still ride and it, it just kind of turns into the rainy season. But yeah, with, uh, with our climate, especially where we live um, in northern Utah, we have two awesome single track uh, local trails that get groomed. So we're able to still um still ride that uh but yeah with with fat biking uh um there's really just two ways to ride there's uh um you you kind of have to have it packed to some degree and uh if it's not groomed um you can ride popular snowshoe trails if um uh they don't hate you for it Sometimes you can, you can yeah. go where they groom it for snowmobiling. Yep, I've known people to do that. Um, so, so I'm a little bit lazier than <laughs> Aaron and Nicole. Maybe uh, I I don't I like to fat bike, but I want to be on a groom trail. Mm-hmm. I've made some attempts to do other stuff, <clears throat> and to me, it's not that awesome. So, what goes into groom for those people that maybe want to start? uh fat biking or start a community that gets around this how did it happen locally here where you guys live like how did the grooming start and how does it get taken care of on a regular basis yeah so how it started was uh the um uh the uh nordic or nordic cross-country skiing uh crew they decided that uh they would rather we didn't ride on their groomed <laughs> uh, trails. And so they're like, hey, why don't you guys go on the single track? Because <laughs> they, they groomed the road with a snowmobile. And um, then uh, on the single track, it was one of those uh, um, Honda uh, fat tired motorcycles with like uh, three wheeler tires that are ginormous. Um, and so then they started doing uh, um, this thing called a sled dog, which was designed. It's basically a snowmobile track that uh, pulls you. It was designed for like hunters and nice fishers and fishermen and stuff. What's what's the model of those Hondas? Aren't they like a two hundred something? Yeah, I always want to say TW two hundred, but that's the Yamaha. I think it's a TR. That might be right. Yeah, Google Images will help us out here. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a Honda TR, two hundred. Yeah, so if you're looking to, or a BW two hundred, if you're looking to that's purchase right. one yeah. and pick it up for to try and do this locally and get uh, a local fat biking crew going, that's a good way to start. What what was the other one you said? Uh, it's called a sled dog. Uh, one important thing, though, is uh, here in our community, um, they got uh, special permission to take these um, fat-tired motorcycles on the, the single track, but it's only during winter while there's snow. And so the Forest Service gave um, permission for that. Oh, gotcha. So you have to work it. with your local land managers. Mm-hmm. 
to get some sort of approval. Is this is this it? I mean, sorry for those just listening. Uh, the sled dog, snow dog, is what it's calling it here. Oh, does that does that look right to you, Aaron? For those watching. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so it's kind of I'll describe it for you. It's kind of this like little track-based machine that you stand behind. Have you have you ever seen anybody grooming up there? Have you mm-hmm. caught them grooming? My favorite is when they're up right before me and I follow. Yeah. <laughs> Freshly groomed, so I've seen them on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've I've only seen the moto dudes, and I actually volunteered to be one of the moto dudes, right when they quit doing it. Yeah. Uh, because I I thought that sounded like way more fun than the <laughs> the snow dog or sled dog, but those are kind of your two best options for grooming, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are people that will do um, uh, snowmobiles, that, and that works well. It's just really hard on like side hills to uh, groom single track with a snowmobile, um, but you it actually works fantastic to if you just want to get your pedaling fixed to go out in a field and uh, make some some kind of a random course. And I know I know people will. Um, uh, build jumps and stuff just through a flat field and it it's it doesn't quite do it for me but I can see how people would uh, be able to to accept it and it is better than um, sitting and uh, playing a mountain bike game on your phone <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I I remember kind of vaguely I'm not uh, I've kind of become an anti-social media guy, but there was a group that was pushing this really hard on social media, and they'd get guys that would go uh, way back when. They'd get guys that would uh, snowshoe at first, then the moto, then they would say, hey, we need a bunch of tires up here to kind of keep it uh, in a state where you could ride it. And that first year, we got a ton of snow, so it was like three feet deep on the sides of the main groom trail and that that was pretty dang rad you guys remember that season like, yeah so. yeah yeah well when i first started fat biking it was uh um we were on certainly pugsley's and moonlanders which were you know about the only realistic option there were some some alaskan uh bikes like fat bike or fat back and uh 907 and uh borealis but those weren't weren't realistic options for somebody wanting to break into it. Um, anyway, uh, what we would do is um, uh, find out where people had snowshoed, and then we would ride uh, those trails, and um, and it was terrible, genuinely awful. Um, it would have been better to have just pedaled around a flat uh, um, field. But it was so uh, bouncy, and but it it was a way to to get the fix. Yeah, I I'm kind of with you as far as I've had some really bad experiences fat biking, and I've had fantastic ones. Uh, there's also a fat bike race series. Oh yeah, that does uh, both like a cross country race with a loop. And help me out, Nicole, Aaron, what is it called? It was Frosties. Frosties. I'm, yeah. And so I, I only did that the one time when they did the, <laughs> when they did the downhill. Yeah. Lifts are 
yeah downhill rips. that was so fun that was such carnage uh so it was like almost a mega avalanche style it was, it was like exactly the beginning of mega avalanche. <laughs> yeah it wasn't long enough for you to get away from people yeah but it was it was pretty cool i'm trying to look that up right now uh yeah i know they stopped doing it a couple of years ago because they didn't have any snow which i didn't feel like they needed snow to have a fat bike race yeah but yeah anyway look up look up if you're there they kind of had like a circuit that they they had it in multiple places yeah they they would do a lot of them um here locally in utah and then they had some up uh in uh canada i i want to say there there's one right there next to Banff and uh a couple of different ones in um, bc oh yeah so it looks like it's uh yeah, Frosty's Fat Bike Race Series on Facebook. And kind of looks like maybe they're going to try and do stuff again. I don't know. Anyway, worth looking up. Kind of cool if you want to start an event. We're all about community involvement and getting more people out on bikes year-round. So if, if you have the gumption, then, yeah, build some, build some <clears throat> trail get out and ride, create a Frosty's mountain bike event, knock off near you. Um, anything else with fat biking? Somebody new getting into it, what would you uh, recommend? Okay, I would say just something to prepare yourself for mentally. It is not the same <laughs> as going on dirt. So for me, like going down, that was really fun, but going up, is, I don't know what you'd say, but I would say it's like 15% harder, 15% harder than like biking up dirt. There's like a little resistance. 60, 60 85%. 85%, okay. This is very much up for interpretation here. <laughs> but you just have to have in your head, it's not gonna feel exactly the same, especially climbing. I feel it's a little harder, but it's worth it because coming down is actually a lot different. It's very smooth because there's just not rocks everywhere. and get a little slidey more I feel like it's kind of yeah. fun so that was something for me just it's it's not going to be the same but that's okay <laughs> yeah it, I always tell people asking about it that it's as different um for mountain biking as road bike it, road biking is for mountain biking and yeah the bikes are the tires are heavier um the terrain is slower because yeah it's, snow just doesn't roll as well as dirt the Tires have more grip and more surface area, so they're gonna roll slower, they're heavier. So all of that makes it so that it's it's more difficult. And in fact, most uh, fat bikes come with like a 26 or 28 tooth chainring on uh, um, a 12 speed drivetrain. So you've got like a 51, 52 tooth uh, um, climbing gear on back and a 26 up front. You can climb up trees, um, but very slowly yeah and and i i think well the beginner thing i'm notorious for not giving people a good heads up <laughs> join, I, join aaron on I, that one i, I think like. i've become a little better since <laughs> since doing the uh mountain bike coaching courses and certifying <laughs> there it changed the way i thought about things a little bit but i've taken a number of people out snow biking for their first time 
and it you you kind of the the things that it makes it really cool to me is it helps you with your technical climbing because you have to do everything kind of slow and mm-hmm. balance your way and then on the way down it really helps you which sounds weird but it really helps you to hold a line mm-hmm. because the second you get off trail you're especially mm-hmm. if it's deep you're you're over the bars into yeah. the powder which is fun and it's really fun to take somebody that doesn't know that <laughs> yeah. and and give them the chance to you know get a little sandy into yeah. a corner you, you're like oh it's, yeah just just treat it normal go fast they're probably not going to get hurt because it's <laughs> deep snow yeah. but but i've had a lot of great experiences taking people out for the first time and working really hard to get to the top and then just letting them go down to the bottom but really you have to kind of hold that middle line mm-hmm. or you're i mean you just you're just going to you're going to go over the bars. There's no, there's no two yeah, ways about it. Yeah, 100%. So um, that's, that's what I like about it. I really do feel like it's tremendously helpful, though, for uh, slow balance riding yeah. Yeah, um, and improving your overall uh, ability to, to kind of stick a line yeah. on a trail. I feel like we might make it sound less fun, but it's not. Because you're so grateful to be on your bike yeah, no, it's, in the winter. So it's just a different experience. So you just have to be ready for that. Yeah, I know you, it's different. You have to have different expectations. Yeah. It's kind of like when I just watched the newest Home Alone. Oh. I had very, very low expectations. And I thought it was fine. He, he laughed a couple times. It was a good time. But I, that's because of my expectations. If I had been expecting Macaulay Culkin level of Home Alone, I would have been disappointed. You so. also got to be willing to oh. deal with this. That picture. Uh, oh, yeah. that, that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's after being out uh, in the cold. But it is awesome. Like I, I, I would totally agree with Nicole. We're, we're selling it short. It's, it is fantastic fun. My wife absolutely loves it. And she does not love the cold. But it's, she loves doing this because it's, it's so worth it. Um, oh, one other thing to keep in mind is on groomed trails, things that, uh, trails that um, people put in their time and effort for, you do need at least a 3.8 inch uh, tire. Yeah, uh, trail cops. Yep. And don't step Gate, on the trail in your boots. as well. <laughs> yeah. And don't, what was that, Nicole? We don't want post holes from shoes, so you don't want to sit there walking oh, yeah. on it, yeah. trying to get back on your bike and you make these holes that are there forever yeah it's yeah. Again or... yeah so some different a little bit different etiquette in the yeah, winter that you don't really yeah. have to think about is is taking care of the work that went into grooming those trails mm-hmm. for everybody yeah that makes sense uh so mm. so fat biking we kind of covered i have attempted to do some fat bike shuttles <laughs> And uh, it didn't turn out great on most of them. But on a snowmobile once, it was tremendously fun. We got snowmobiles and put a bucket behind and dropped our bikes in and hauled them up the hill and, and came down kind of a, a famous sledding hill up in the mountains, and that was a riot. There, oh, ski resorts. There are a couple out there that do a lot. Most require you to have an edge, and we're going to transition into ski biking in just a second. But I think there's a couple that either have really good Nordic trails that you can ride or allow you to ride them on some of the lifts. Am I yeah. crazy? Yeah, uh, especially Midwest stuff where nobody wants to ski anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody that might be listening from the Midwest. Your skiing is fine. And you're probably a better snowboarder than I am. 
Anyway, <laughs> um, the there are some places that allow you um, to ride fat bikes on lift serve uh, trails, which is pretty awesome. Um, there is one up in Idaho that we've tried visiting, and uh, they've had kind of some some uh, difficulty with um, permitting. Uh, because they lease from the, the forest service and uh, forest service land. And so it, it got complicated. So yeah, we've tried to go up there a number of times. Yeah, we're, we're told that this year they'll have it figured out. And so we'll let you know how that goes. Um, so that, but I think that, that kind of covers fat biking. Anything we missed, Nicole? The gear, but. Ah, uh, that's a whole nother Sheboygan. I, I could spend about five minutes telling you all the things I bring to try and <laughs> yeah. stay warm. Just, that's just listening it. That's not explaining why you bring it. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I find women get colder faster than men. Maybe that's a fact I made up, but most of the time I talk, Aaron's over there in like his summer shoes and I'm in like these $300 winter biking boots and I can still feel a little frozen toes. <laughs> And you have uh, the winter, um, the electric socks on I top of that. Electric socks that I can put on, hand warmers I can put on. Wow. No, it gets intense. It'll take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I have a system. So, ba so basically what you'd wear skiing plus. Yeah. But with biking, it kind of changes because you get so, it's because you get so sweaty. Yeah, you yeah, go uphill, you get all sweaty, and then you need a way to like cover up all that sweat when you go down so it doesn't just freeze on your body. So yeah. layers and a way to take them on and put them back on. Right. Yeah. Off and back on. Off and, Off and on. Off and on. Off and layers. on. Okay, now I am so excited to talk about ski biking. This is Dave's favorite. Yeah, because I don't love to pedal uphill in the snow but it is fun so or, do it. or in the dirt either <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes sometimes i don't like doing the dirt but uh yeah we're gonna do a whole podcast on building the ultimate shell rig yeah on a budget <laughs> it has to be a budget <laughs> yeah we didn't say how big that budget was but on a budget yeah. uh but yeah ski biking uh this is kind of a new thing all of us have at least tried it and i pretty much do it at least once a week in the winter mm -hmm. up here because it's super rad. It's so fun. Um, but history of ski biking real fast. Aaron? It's, it started back in, it probably started about the time that uh, the bike or even the velocipede uh, um, started. And so, yeah, it, it's been around for a long time. They, they've got... Uh, um, a couple of different options. The, the more traditional uh, bike style um, is called pegger because you stand on pegs. And the other is a ski bob. Yeah, I honestly you have skis don't know. on the bottom of your feet. Yeah, so I, I got there. Yeah, that's a good point. So while I will not knock any of the versions of ski biking, the ones that, that I've got into are the ones that make you feel like you're on a mountain bike which it's kind mm -hmm. of like endless trail choices. You're standing on yard pegs, but you're standing on the bike, mm -hmm. has suspension, and you're, you're mountain biking in the winter. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, there are these other types out there that I've seen up there. That's, once again, no offense to those, but that's, that's not what we're talking about when we talk yeah. about ski biking. 
Um, we built some, oh, I wish I had that clip. I'll have to find it. <laughs> yeah. We built some as a Christmas party one year, we gave everybody a budget and we said, here's your, you know, you have a $50 budget, go to the thrift store, buy the parts you need, make a ski bike. This was kind of before the stand-up kind got popular. And then for our Christmas party, we went and took them to a park and rode them. <laughs> and some of them survived and others didn't. And, and one guy built it with a snowboard, cut a snowboard in half. I built mine with an old motorcycle fork, which was a terrible idea, except that it was super slack. Oh my gosh, yeah, we actually have it sitting here. It's so yeah, cool. That might even be in the shop. Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, you can kind of see it back here. Yeah. This is the, uh, there it is. That's the old original gangster ski bike that was built way back when with the Moto Fork. We've hung on to it kind of as a shop decoration. <laughs> um, but that was fun. But but the, the really good modern ones, um, Lens makes some... Tangent ski bike. Tangent ski bikes are the ones that the, we've we've done a lot with. Um, yeah, Who else the, makes the stand-up kind that are that are not like a scooter and not like a <laughs> snow go and not like a sit on a motorcycle seat with skis? I think those are the two main ones. There's one more out of Park hammer. City. A sledgehammer. What's the Park City one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I can't remember. You'll you'll find it if you look for it. Um, we, we took some dudes who had never been, so let's talk learning curve. We took some dudes who had never been and, but were skiers and mountain bikers. And day one, we had guys trying to backflip them. Um, very first time out and they came really close actually. Yeah. So, so it really mm. does. Oh, <laughs> oh darn. Yeah, I, I, if you're watching the video, you just saw our good buddy Ian lawn dart his head into the snow and snap a ski off of one trying to backflip it. But that was his first day out on one. And they really are, I would, I would say, if you, Aaron was a snowboard instructor. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, compared to snowboarding, how hard is it to pick this up? Oh, it's way easier, especially if you've... Uh... If you know um, how to ski or snowboard, you understand that edge control and you know how to um, mountain bike. It's super intuitive uh, um, once you uh, figure it out. Obviously, there's, there's some very real differences um, between mountain biking and ski biking, but uh, there's a lot of uh, um, changeover also. And, but yeah, if you understand edge control, um, uh, you'll pick it up super quick. And uh, I'm a, a solid novice uh, um, snowboarder. And so <laughs> you, you taught it for how many years? <laughs> You're such a dork. But uh, <laughs> um, Aaron's a good snowboarder. But I honestly feel more comfortable through tighter trees on. Uh, a ski bike than I ever did on a snowboard just because you're you're able to kind of um, steer a little bit more with the front uh, ski and then scrub speed with that back ski and so it makes it uh, really fun and the first time I, I went ski biking we started headed towards the trees um, there's this uh, trail that gets ridden a lot into the trees and so it it starts to feel very pump tracky 
and uh, I was hitting the pumps and uh, um, loving it, picking up speed. And then all of a sudden it goes into these tight trees and I start reaching for the brakes and I'm freaking <laughs> out because like it, it feels so much like biking. And uh, once I um, took a second, realized where I was at, what I was doing, I was able to um, scrub speed and uh, all was well. Oh, we just had Nicole going down on a ski bike <laughs> yeah. in our like in our background. Bike. <laughs> yeah. But but Nicole, you you are you an avid skier before, or you skied no. some? Well, I had skied. Aaron had taught me to snowboard. I could do both. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, but when I hopped on a ski bike, we I got on it, and by the time I got into the bottom of the lift, I felt like I'd gotten how to how to move it and catch the edge and turn and all that. So it was like really fast to understand how to ride it. Yeah. And I, I we should throw a disclaimer out there. We're, we're all mountain bikers and we bike a ton. <laughs> um, so I think if it's, if you're just picking it up and you haven't skied or mountain biked, then you definitely want to take your time to learn how to stop and mm -hmm. catch an edge to turn and all that. Mm -hmm. But if you've done those two things, the learning curve is pretty short. Yeah. If you've done one of those two things, it's fairly short. If you've done both of them, it's super short. And it, it is ridiculously fun. It, I, I used to kind of dread winter because I just ended up coaching youth sports all winter and, <laughs> and not getting out on a bike unless it was, you know, on a fat bike, which we've said is great. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's freezing cold and really hard. Um, but uh, I, I love ski. Like, I look forward to winter. I miss it in the summer sometimes. It's so fun. Um, it is such a good time. And... As far as conditions go, when we originally got into it, we kind of thought it was all about groomers and trails, and it's totally not. It is awesome in the powder. Yeah, free ride everywhere you go. Yeah, it's, it really is. It is so fun. And, and big shout out to Scott. With Tangent? Yeah, Scott with Tangent. Yeah. He, uh, he kind of got us into this. Yeah, he and, actually taught us. Yeah, he, he went up with us and taught us how to do this. We took a bunch of guys. Um, he was kind of frustrated when one of our dudes took it straight line down the hill, <laughs> straight towards the uh, the lodge, just didn't turn at all, probably hit 45, 50 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he well, and he knew what he was doing. He was just riding it out, but uh, yeah, no one else knew. Yeah, we all, we all thought he was going to kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, uh, but yeah, Scott was awesome. Um, Tangent Ski Bikes, I'll, I'll say that again. They're, they've been a really cool company to work with, and he's been great to get people out and teach them how to do this. Um, anything else on ski bikes? I, don't, I, I have nothing. I'm pretty sure that there's no ski bikes in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, there's a coffee cup in the background yeah. controversy that that made its way into the news, but I don't think there's anything cool like I, ski biking. Maybe I'll watch it so that I can see if they're ski bikes. This is a horrible commercial for Game of Thrones. It's <laughs> <laughs> really not very good. So any any other ways you can embrace it? I think that it's probably everything. Yeah, there's... Oh, I would say find a friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, find a friend. Because oh, I, for me, getting cold is unpleasant. But once I'm there, it's way fun, <clears> right? If you're prepared and everything. But sometimes leaving your nice, cozy, warm house in the winter 
So have someone that you get into it and they enjoy it and you can say, hey, let's go do this once a week or whatever it is. And yeah, a lot more fun with people. Making a, a plan forces you to get it out also because it's easy if you're um, going alone to say, never mind, Look at especially all those when it's cold. Yeah, and if you're a, if you're a mountain biker, uh, people want to try this stuff. Like you're going to mm-hmm. find friends that haven't, uh, done fat biking, haven't done uh, ski biking yet. Oh, and yeah. you should say some ski resorts will rent them out so you could give it a go. Yeah. Right? yeah. You don't mm-hmm. have to go buy one. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I know at, at the at our little shop, we, do, uh, we don't do a ton of rentals anymore. We used to do a bunch, but, but the rentals we do, wouldn't you say, are mostly fat bike stuff or winter stuff where people are trying oh, something yeah. unique. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah because... Uh, um, a lot of people have a friend with a mountain bike to to give it a try and somebody to take them out um, but in the winter um, a lot of people are like oh i i love mountain biking i've gotten into it i i want to um uh, keep doing it because I, I remember when i first started um mountain biking like more than just uh um occasionally uh every um, fall, I'd be in great bike shape, and I'd go to Moab and uh, love it. And then in the spring, I'd go ride the my local trail, which um, has like 900 feet of elevation and six miles, and I'd be dying <laughs> getting to the top. Yeah. And so, yeah, fat biking helps you maintain that fitness, and or yeah. ski biking helps you maintain your shuttle fitness. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's, I mean, that's what's super important. That is, is true. How many laps you can hammer out in a day. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that gets you on point there. Um, I, I thanks to Matt for asking that question to spark today's uh, discussion. As always, thanks to MTB Tune Online. Though we didn't really get into a lot of tuning for the winter yeah. stuff. We probably could do, once, once ski biking takes off, I think we could do some lessons on uh, the actual ski bike maintenance side of things. Yeah. Because then you do have to learn kind of a little bit different skill set for yeah. that. But, but yeah, that's the nice thing. Both fat bikes and ski bikes. A lot of the general maintenance stuff is pretty similar to normal mountain bikes, mm-hmm. except for the ski part. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we're gonna we're gonna send you off for those watching with my my buddy. Very first time on it, going for the backflip into the pond. <laughs> Did not complete it. Uh, but, but get out there, enjoy the winter. This is our Embrace It episode. <laughs> Next time we'll talk about, if you're not an embracer, how to head south or how far south you have to head. Um, but I, I'm actually really excited to go ride after talking right now. We've got like three or four inches of snow. Can we ride bikes now? Yeah, can, can we ride <laughs> bikes now? I think that's Nicole's line. But, but yeah, that's, let's, uh, let's go ride some bikes. Mm-hmm.